you doing? I'm good, Monique. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, We're really excited to speak with you. Really excited for everything that you have going on. So welcome to InStyle Atlanta. Thank you. (laughs) So tell me, um, we know you were on that other show. Um, How has your experience been this time versus your original show? Well, this time I didn't have to act like I was friends with people who I wasn't friends with. (laughs) You know, I made it very clear from the very beginning, even while promoting the show, while filming, that what I love most is that people were getting to know each of us as we were getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. So all of us, every last person on this show, we had a social relationship. And as we, as you see the season progressed, some some social relationships actually turned into friendships. So um, I love that it was genuine. It wasn't anything that was forced. We didn't have to go on and act like we're friends and we're BFFs and we know each other. It was, we don't know each other. Um, We've been social for a very long time and now we're trying to get each other, getting to know each other on a deeper level as you watch this film. I love it. I love that. Thank you. So do you feel like, you know, was there anything that Carlos had to say to you to convince you? Because, you know, the last experience that you had, I don't want to call it traumatic, but it was yeah. <laughs> very toxic <laughs> and traumatic. <laughs> it, it was tough, you know, and I, I think it also posed a question that that I want to ask, too. Is there a point where people can just be pushed to the edge and provoked um, to a point where they do come out of character? Absolutely. A lot of times for me, sometimes I say I'm too real for, t- for reality TV. And the reason why I say that is because I am who I am, whether there's a camera around or not. Like there's no difference between Monique in real life and when you're watching the show outside of how they edit you to uh, how they edit the show so that it can fit whatever narrative that they're trying to show. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'm filming, I'm giving 100% me. A lot of times you have people that will show up when the cameras are there and they go into character or they start to act. And then they think that the cameras are gonna rescue and save them when they wouldn't do some of the things in real life that they're actually doing while you're filming. Mm. So that's always the tricky part. Um, As far as Carlos, the thing that I could appreciate about him and his production crew is that they didn't really interfere with the filming process. They just kind of showed up with the cameras and they captured us in motion. So they didn't have to put a battery in anybody's back. They didn't have to encourage any drama or mess. Everything that you see unfolded and happened in a natural way. And they just followed the story as they were filming. I love that. And you know Mm -hmm. what? You you are so spot on because I can typically feel who's being authentic, to be honest. You know, when I'm watching these shows and I feel like the narrative was like Monique is putting on or Monique is being fake in the original show right right and I just find that to be you know completely untrue when it comes to you and I mean particularly in this season when we're seeing you and Chris real relationship and Mm -hmm. you don't hold back and I love that about your relationship what do you think makes marriage work because it's hard I feel like being heard is the Mm -hmm. toughest part of a marriage because 
a lot of times, it depends on who you're dealing with. You have to know your spouse. Um, for me, the difficulty is the consistent requests over the years. I've tried every way possible to ask nicely, to ask sarcastically, to ask jokingly, to ask lovingly, to ask, you know, and, and when you're unheard, you get to a point where you explode. So a lot of what people saw this season was Monique exploding. You know, it's like we're coming up on 10 years of marriage and I feel like I'm being unheard because I've been voicing these same concerns for so long in our marriage. Um, and then you come to the realization that there's some growing that needs to happen on both parts, you know? So I think one of the toughest things about marriage is keeping up with each other's rate of growth, you know? So it is, it's a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> I see, and I see couples that, yeah, I see couples that will outgrow the relationship, not because they have changed in a way of uh, where they're strategically trying to move further apart. It's more so one person may be really doing a good job of working on themselves while the other person is on the receiving end mm -hmm. or vice versa, you know? So it just depends on the relationship. But I feel like if you're not growing together um, and you're not respecting the wishes of the spouse, then you're going to have situations where you're just going to go through these rough patches, you know? So what Chris and I are going through is probably the roughest patch that we've ever come to in our marriage but it was built off of stuff that we had been dealing with time and time again, some things that just weren't dealt with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a good point. And I feel like, you know, you guys both have transitioned in your careers, you know, and like you're stepping into a new light and, you know, versus he was probably more so in the spotlight in the beginning. And now you're, you know, really in the spotlight. Um, but how do you navigate those, those, those stormy waters? Like, what is your go-to? Because I love that this season we got to see you doing, you know, meeting with, I think it was, was she a coach or? She's an intuitive healer. Intuitive. Um, so yeah, she, she's a person who can, um, correct your energy. She can find energy blocks in your body. A lot of time when we have frustration, stress, or trauma, we store it somewhere in our body. Usually what happens is that turns into sickness, that can turn into cancer, that can turn into anything, um, muscle aches, body aches, pain. It sits there because energy has to go somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. if you don't get it out. So what she does is she finds those blocks and she's able to remove those blocks from you. Um, she's also, in, she's also intuitive. So she can also be a coach. Um, she's not necessarily my coach. I use her for energy work. And, um, and it's really been truly amazing just to be able to walk around and your body's not hurting because now you recognize when something triggers me, mm. let me not store it in my shoulders. Let me not store it in my neck. You know, let me make sure that I have released this energy in a positive way so that I don't have to deal with it again. You know, so that's what she does. And um, it's been helpful. And when it comes to the marriage, my way of just kind of dealing with adversity is talking. I mean, it's what I do best. <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to talk to you until you're blue in the face and we're, it's, you have no choice, but to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Otherwise the marriage won't work, you know? So Chris and I are both great communicators. We just have to figure out the most effective way to communicate what it is that we need and allowing the person to be heard. So that's, that's like the biggest thing. A lot of times we'll talk at each other 
Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, you're both walking away frustrated. So yeah. it's like, okay, when is somebody going to truly hear what the other person is saying so that you can move forward? Exactly. And do, and do you think reality TV has helped or, or hurt your relationship? Cause they have, you know, people say that all the time. In my case, I feel like reality TV doesn't do anything to a relationship. It just spotlights what you're going through. A lot of times you do have women who are already on the outs that use reality TV as a way to gain um, some type of backing from the public so that they can justify what they're doing, which to me is very weird. Um, <laughs> Cause it's like, I don't care what anybody else has to say about my marriage or anything that deals with me because at the end of the day, I know the full story. I know what's working behind the scenes and I don't need anybody's validation based off of what they see on TV for, you know, less than an hour. Um, so I feel like uh, when it comes to reality TV and how it affects marriages, for us, it actually helped our marriage. When we started out on RHOP, mm -hmm. um, we were in a little rocky position before filming um, just because we were at that moment where we had two young kids. Milani at the time was like five months old and we had stopped dating. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, look, we got to, this is getting boring. We got to figure this out. Let's get out. Let's, you know, let's find things to do as a couple. Let's reconnect. And through reality TV, with all of the obligations to come outside the home, for the couples to spend time together, those who were in a relationship, it actually got my husband and I during that time back out in dating. Mm. So it actually was helpful for us. We were, um, it's so funny because I forget how much of a rough time that was for us because once we started filming, it kind of turned everything around. We were now doing some of the things that I was hoping to do as far as, you know, the date life. So I feel like, in certain cases, when you're able to see yourself and you're able to watch yourself, a lot of times people don't get to do that. They can't go back and see how they were in a particular moment so that they can then correct it. It's usually going off of your memory or from someone else's uh, recollection. Mm -hmm. So to me, it helps because you're able to really pinpoint, this is how I am. This is what needs to change. Here's where I can improve. And, um, you know, it just makes the situation sometimes better. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that I've never <laughs> heard that perspective of it actually making your relationship better. Yeah. For us, it did. Because my husband is a homebody. Mm. So, and I'm, I'm like, I'm very bubbly. I like being home as well. But I also like to get out without the kids and just, you know, like, let's go connect. Let's have some talks. Let's catch up. Um, so sometimes you get stuck into that same, you know, routine and it's just like, all right, we used to do a lot more than this when we were dating, you know, now we're married with children. We got to somehow try to maintain some of that. Absolutely. So, yeah. And especially mm -hmm. the kids are going to, you know, they're going to grow up before you know it and yeah. it'll be guys back together again. So I love the fact that you're, you're, you have an emphasis on that while you're yes. in the relationship and while the kids are there because it's really important to put you both first um just to switch gears a little bit you're mm -hmm. the friend of everybody right so how do you feel about winter and her kind of challenge with some of the other ladies that are on the show yeah you know like in the middle yeah it's really interesting because people think because I've known a person 
for however many years that I know the person. And I have never, the only thing I knew about Winter from the NFL wife world um, was that, you know, she has this platform, she's a relationship coach, and I've had her on my podcast twice. So after um, 10 years, we reconnected during the quarantine, and I invited her on to my Not For Lazy Moms podcast as a guest, and she told her story about love after divorce, and it was amazing. And all I knew of her was to be that person that is that coach, that is that cheerleader, that empowerment person. So to see how things are playing out on the show, I didn't know this side of her. <laughs> so it's like for me, I'm kind of stuck in a rock in a hard place because I'm being looked at as almost as if I should have known because I've known her for so long. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at everybody else like, um, we have known each other. We've been friends for 16 years. Maybe I use the term friends too loosely. I don't know. But we've had we've had a relationship of knowing each other, but I've never hung out with her. I've never like sat on the phone with her. Uh, and so recently, as we were filming the show, so I did not know all about her the same way I don't know all about any of the other people on the show. That's why I made it clear we're all social friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I only know about her what I know and what I've experienced. And the ladies, they have their own valid reasons for feeling how they feel about her because of their experience with her. And it's just, it's just, it's tough because I've not experienced what they're experiencing right now with her. Mm-hmm. All I can do is sit back and just be like, hold on. I'm trying to play the middle as best I can. But either way, when you're in the middle, you either, you're you going to get crushed, bottom line. Right. So, it's like a know. lose-lose situation, pretty much. Literally. On one Literally. side or the other. Um, when she was talking about the other ladies' husbands and you presented the information um, to the other ladies, And, you know, she kind of felt like you weren't a friend and that, you know, she couldn't really be open and honest with you. What did you feel about that? She's never been open and honest with me. We've never had deep talks. We've never had an exchange of anything outside of dealing with the show. Mm. So the only time that we've ever had a true exchange was when she was telling me that her and Kevin were no longer together, but she wanted production to know that she still wanted to do the show. That's the only time we ever had a deep talk. And that was last September. So when she said that, see, my thing is, I'm not, I'm not faking. I'm not out here trying to act like anything is more than what it is. Mm. So that becomes problematic when you're trying to act like there's a relationship that exists in a certain way that actually does not exist. Um, even her referencing me as Mo. Anybody that has known me and my true friends that know me, nobody calls me Mo. Nobody <laughs> calls me Monique. They call me Moni. Mm. Um, so it's like, you're trying to act like on camera, like we have a more in-depth relationship and friendship than we actually do. So we've never exchanged information. We've never sat back and had a kiki conversation as friends because we never had that type of friendship. Our friendship was very much social and I only interacted with her based off of platform, her platform as a life and a relationship coach in my platform with Not For Lazy Moms, the parenting community. So, um, so yeah, so it was just very interesting because how could I turn my back on you when we've never had that type of relationship? I'm trying to navigate what's going on the same as everybody else because I was in the dark. I did not know what happened. When I told the ladies about the nicknames, I told her that I told them and I made it clear. I don't, I don't throw rocks and hide my hand. 
if I'm having a messy moment, I'm going to admit to you. Yep, I told him what you said because at the end of the day, if it were me on the other end and I'm over here trying to create friendships and I know this piece of, of information that could completely backfire and cause even more drama, I would much rather just get it out in the open and deal with it right then. And then we were, then we were able to be moving forward, you know? And that's exactly what happened. After everybody knew everything that was said, they were actually able to start over. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I own and accept all of my actions. But at the end of the day, my true friends who I've had since third, fourth grade, who I'm still friends with, they know what type of person I am. My family, they know what type of person I am. So I get, you know, the backlash I'm receiving because based on watching the show without knowing that the relationship with everybody, including Winter, has been social, I can see why the audience would look at me and be like, oh, wait, you know, you're, you're not, you know, you're not having your friends back. But one thing that I, I will make note of, you never heard me, not one time, badmouth any of these women. I never took sides. I stayed right in the middle. And I said, look, if that's your experience, then that's your experience. And I, I said, this is not the winter that I know her to be. And I maintained that throughout the whole entire show. So I did as best that I could do, given the situation. You did. You did. You, 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 <laughs> Thanks. I mean, what more can you do? Right. Um, that, that clarification really does help. I think the audience understand the level because friends can be used too loosely like if you're thinking yeah. friend sometimes people aren't thinking that that's your your best friend and if it you know we're hearing her say certain things it right just, it looks that way and it doesn't help with her acting like we're besties like <laughs> and the thing that sucks <laughs> is that this was addressed while we were filming several times um but it was never shown so it just kind of did a disservice to me because it was never shown on tv and clarified on tv um that's why I said to her what I said at the reunion and I was like we've never had that friendship correct and she's like agreeing because she knows it's true so I don't understand why she would film and act as if we had a relationship that we've never had or act as if we knew each other deeper than what we know each other you know I, that was the one part that I didn't appreciate because I've already been down that road I was fake friends with Sharice I was fake friends with Karen um not Karen I'm sorry Candace and you saw where that went so it's like that same storyline is still following me because people are thinking there are deeper friendships and connections that actually exist. There's a difference between being reality TV friends and real friends in real life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was hoping to not do with this show. And I made it clear, but if it's not being shown, <laughs> I mean, what, what can I do? I did my part. You know, I said it several times. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, let's talk really quickly about Not For Lazy Moms and what you got going on right now, girl. Because, I mean, you really do it all and, and you Thanks. make it look good, though. Like, uh -oh. you make it look easy. Yeah, I actually, so Not For Lazy Moms has been an amazing platform for uh, new parents. Um, I even get grandparents who have gone on to my website and also listened to the podcast as they get tips for their grandkids. So it's a beautiful thing. We have a strong community of, of fathers as well. Um, so it's been nice. And some people who don't even have children who just want to be prepared for the time once they do. So Not For Lazy Moms has been amazing. Um, also, I have Mila Eve Essentials, which has been more of my focus lately because it's my essential oils company that was literally started thanks to my 
followers and supporters on social media who relentlessly kept pushing me into the business. <laughs> oh yeah, so now I, I have the essential oil conversation in that other. Yes. Day. Yeah. Yes. So people <laughs> saw that and they were like, "You know what you're talking about with these oils? You should start your own line." So during the quarantine, I I took a deep dive and started researching the business, and um, I already knew about essential oils in the properties, but I wanted to make sure that I was able to deliver top quality oils um, at a fraction of the cost that you would normally pay when you're going to these other companies. And um, Mila Eve Essentials was birthed. We have so many self-care items. We're literally changing lives. People who um, have had issues with insomnia or uh, breathing or ADD, ADHD, autism, they're using the essential oils and they're finding uh, that they're improving in those areas. And it's been truly amazing to just hear the feedback, to read the reviews, how pleased the customers are with the products, the fact that they are top quality and they don't have to break their bank. Um, it's been a blessing. And Mila Eve Essentials launched, we did a soft launch December 15th, 2020, and business has been booming ever since. Mm-hmm. So we sold out of darn near our whole store the first four days that it launched. And, um, and ever since, people are just spreading the word, um, we have a nice base of consistent customers and it's been amazing. And then on top of that, um, I am now a radio host for the good morning show, uh, for WPGC 95.5, which is the DNA of the DMV. It's our local station up here, um, that a lot of people enjoy. And I'm on air every morning from 6am to 10am. So it's, it's never ending with me. It's, it's always onward and upward for me. <laughs> I love it, but you're doing what you love. And yes. It, you know, you're sticking with the same theme. So yes, I it's not it. about, to me, it's not about um, the next moneymaker. To me, it's about how can I reach people? How can I be a help to people who may be in a situation like me or may have children or may struggle in their friendships or, you know, um, or trying to find themselves and and they're on the spiritual journey, just like me and just trying to be better, do better, have good vibes and, uh, and remain positive and just really enjoy life. So I'm like, I'm tackling all your airways from TV to radio, to social media, to YouTube. It's like, I'm gonna cover all the bases to make sure that everybody has an outlet. (laughs) Absolutely. And you, you know what, you can even start a binder a binder uh, business. Yes. It's so funny. You know, I actually have a bunch of those binders from reunion sitting in my garage because I was planning on selling them um, after the reunion. And then they took so long to come in that I just was, I was over it. I was like, ah, whatever. So they're still sitting in my garage. So maybe one day I'll go ahead and sell those. (laughs) Yes, you should. Like, at least you coined that. Like, that was perfect. Like, Thank you. Well, thank you so much for your time, Monique. We got to see you. We got to like meet you in person and do a real sit down because, honey, I like to drink wine. I like to have girl talk and just. I would love to. In. So, yeah. Yes. But whenever I'm in Atlanta, listen, we, we got to make that happen. <laughs> absolutely. I, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank and you. In South Atlanta, stay tuned. Check out Monique Samuels on Love and Marriage DC. Love it. Thank you, Monique. Thank you. Thank Thank you so so much. much. But really, we do have to connect because- Would love to. Would love to to do that. So I don't know who I should have our people speak to so we can make that happen, but- Yeah, Jack, um, my publicist, you've been speaking to my my whole team, Bridget, uh, Camilla, and and Jack. So yeah, we, we, we should definitely do that. It's so funny too, because 
every time I'm in and out of Atlanta, I always have people that will message me and they're like, you need to do some type of pop-up in Atlanta. You need to come. And, you know, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know, um, like, any businesses or establishments or, you know, like, that down there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I would love to do it one day. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so talk yeah. to our people because, we, you know, we got some, we're right in the heart of Buckhead. And, you know, we, we got some good connects. So I think we could we could figure out how to make it happen, too. So, yeah, yeah you know, Atlanta loves D.C. It's like, I feel like Atlanta and D.C. have this very interesting relationship. It's like we're both yes. chocolate cities and, you know, like yep. we feel like we're one, you know? Yeah, no, we really are. We're literally the same. Like, it, it's, <laughs> it's like Black excellence all day long. Yes. And, and, and we support our community, you know? Like, that's one thing I love about D.C. If they love you, they love you. Like they will embrace you and take you in, and Atlanta's the same way. So yeah, I love that. The two Wakandas, yes, U.S. So we come together. It's like it's epic times. But I appreciate your transparency. To be thank you, thank you, and I I I appreciate it because the feedback has just been. It's like it's weird. It's like the feedback is so far from the center that it seems like people are watching two different shows. (laughs) Yeah. It is so far to the left or so far to the right. It's so interesting. It's hard for me to even gauge it. I'm like, was it worth it? Or like, what's going on? (laughs) But yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Reality TV is something else. Um, I love when people are always like, oh, don't blame editing. But they can literally create whatever version of you they want to create through editing, you know, and and I've witnessed it for years. And it's like, I don't want to just like throw the editing under the bus, but it sucks because you have a different team that's actually filming the show. And then you have another set of people that are actually putting the pieces together. So to me, if the people filming the show were a part of the editing process, I feel like it would be a much better show. Because it would be much more genuine, you know, not just going after the drama, you know. Absolutely. So it's yeah, it's, and it's it would it, it wouldn't force you to not potentially be your most authentic self, you know, because you're right. entertaining enough just as you are, you know. We're working on a reality TV show too, so I'm I'm so happy that you're giving me. I mean, what advice do you have? Oh yes, I would say from the production standpoint, I would say I feel like. Nowadays, a lot of productions companies just assume that everybody wants to see fighting and nastiness and people don't, you know, I do feel like with our show, I feel like it could have been a different direction. It got so focused on winter and the drama that winter was bringing um, that all the other scenes that we shot as couples and just those real relationships, people want relatable TV. They want something that they can be like, you know what? That's just how me and my auntie are. That's how my cousins, that's how we get down. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't always have to be so heavily centered around drama. I just feel like you can have something that's a really heavy scene and it can impact more than drama. Yeah. Because people want to date, we all go through stuff. And our biggest question, I know even for myself, I've been on this whole spiritual journey, just trying to understand who I am and really have those tough conversations with myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people want to know, how do I move forward? How do I get through this? You know, like quick, I admire quick because he was the only man on our cast to be so open and so vulnerable with the camera. You know, I I actually talked to Ashley about that. I mm -hmm. I met with her and I was like, I am, I mean, 
from what she had said, he he had struggles with vulnerability. But I was like, he was so vulnerable and yes. so real. And and we needed to see that from a man yes. like, allowed to let his guard down and be honest and real. Yep. And I feel like if if you can produce a reality show where you allow your cast to feel safe and that you're actually telling their story, there might be parts that they don't appreciate, but mm -hmm. you're still telling their story. To me, that's when you create an environment where once you film that next season, they're going to give you even more. You know what I'm saying? So like after filming this season of Love and Marriage DC, do you think that it makes me want to do more or less? You see what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like that editing process to me is the most important part because you have to stay true to the storyline, mm -hmm. when it happened, how it happened. And then it's just on y'all to be a little bit more creative in telling the story, but keep the story the same. Yeah. Don't change the story and don't remove that the context kinda, from it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Those were some of my favorite moments. It, yes. really, it wasn't the drama. It was like, you know, almost the drama has been, you know, it's just played out at this point. Right. Oh. It's just redundant. And then it's like, all right, I'm over it. Like, I, I'm, I'm tired of talking about that. Like, you know, I just feel like it could have been so much more. And I know the scenes that we filmed, the fun scenes where we are clowning and cracking up, mm -hmm. acting a fool. I know that people would want to see that. People like to laugh, you know? So uh -huh. it just has to be a nice balance of, uh, of um, you know, laughter, joy, excitement. And then you have those, maybe those hurtful, painful moments that are being revealed. Mm -hmm. And just like one of my producers from RHOP told me, he said, my very first season, he said, every episode, every scene that you step into, the audience should learn something new about you. Mm -hmm. And I've always hung on to that. You know, it's like, being more and more open, more and more vulnerable. So the more that you are showing who you are, the more the audience can really resonate with you as a person on the show. And they no longer look at you as a character, you know? So, so yeah, it's a learning process for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, that, you just dropped a whole bunch of gems. Thank I, I you. I don't know if you know, but you did. Like, <laughs> oh, thanks. No, I appreciate like it. Like I said, the healing, the like all these things that you talk about is like truly the essence of who you are. And mm -hmm. we need to hear that. Like we need to Listen, I thought y'all was gonna hear it this season. I know. <laughs> like I, you know But when you're the most interesting and unfortunately like the star, just naturally, they're gonna target you as that villain sometimes you know yeah. what I mean or put it on you and then you're like I can't help that I, I have you know just natural ability to be talent but I don't want to be in drama <laughs> right just show me like I can be in a drama you know I can definitely do that but still show who I am you know exactly. like yes yes but we'll make you know, it happen I'm gonna send yes. you an email so we can okay we can do that but thank you so much for your time and especially with the connection issues and everything like that oh it's no problem at all I appreciate you so yeah, yeah, definitely reach out to me and and we'll we'll definitely do something. I'm I'm open. Okay, sounds great. Thank you, Monique. Great. All right, take care. All right, bye -bye. take care, girl.